All right, everyone, welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry. Back after a little uh, little Thanksgiving break, and uh, we've got some fun Lakers basketball to discuss, as always, here at the Lakers Outsiders podcast. Uh, joined again by my two two co-hosts uh, this season so far. Uh, we got Raj. Raj, how you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. I'm... Uh... I wish it was under better circumstances. I feel like every time we record, there's some weird, crazy, you know, loss where we have to kind of rethink every decision ever made by the Lakers. But I'm doing okay. I had a good Thanksgiving break. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Like, uh, I kind of feel like we always record early in the week, and I don't know why, but I feel like there's always just like a sense of dread on Lakers coverage yeah. early early in the week, and then like something good, like minorly good happens in the weekend i don't know you gotta you gotta figure that out but uh also joined by walt walt how you doing tonight i'm doing pretty good man i had a good thanksgiving break you know basketball ain't the most appealing thing to watch during that time but making it through yeah man uh happy uh happy belated thanksgiving to everyone um definitely was a good time nice little break uh just from life and everything but we're back. We're back to talk about the Lakers and back at quite the uh, quite the opportune time. Uh, we're gonna get into the recent Pacers game in a second, but I told I told my co-host I wanted to ask him a little question that we can kind of discuss our little personal experiences. And then, well, I'll basically take that this little conversation and then connect it to the Lakers Pacers game. Uh, Lakers lost. We can get into the details in a sec, but first, fellas. Wanted to ask you, so, you know, I feel like all of us fans, we get a little different when we're watching uh, these tight, close games down to the wire. I kind of want to know, and Raj, I'll start with you. What type of what type of fan are you when you're at home watching the game, watching one of these tight little games? Are you mm-hmm. you standing up, you sitting down, you... Are you a are you a yell at the TV guy? You uh you throw a, throw a pillow around. What do you what's your uh what do you what are you doing basically unconsciously while you're watching these tight games? Uh yeah, I'm completely distressed. Um, there is just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I completely just I put my laptop away. My phone is as far as away as it can be. Um, and yeah, I'm a stand up like you know after every play scream after a good shot um those buzzer buzzer beater ones though those take some life out of you i'm not gonna lie those like where you lose at the buzzer i definitely it takes me like a few seconds to like return to planet earth you know like you kind of are just dazed for a little while but yeah i'm one of those like i'm definitely into it and definitely like screaming or uh saying words that i just would not normally i think say on podcasts or, or tweet out <laughs> a lot of profanity gets mixed in but uh but yeah that, i'm i'm that type of fan for sure yeah i'm i'm definitely always uh <laughs> dropping the f-bomb but like in both ways positive and negative uh uh-huh. well what about you uh and for this thought exercise you don't really have to think about lakers games well, think about any sports game it's coming down to the wire sports you know for your favorite team that you really care about what kind of what kind of fan are you in those moments uh, i do a lot of standing up um a lot of pacing 
uh, I had to get quieter now with Lil Cannon, you know, mm-hmm. being around because, you know, I want him to see me all frustrated and flustered. So, and you get, you know, babies get scared, man. They see you like clapping and stuff. So, but before that, yeah, I like you too, Rod. A lot of cussing, a lot of, uh, I do, I do that coach's pose where I put my hand on my legs and like really dig in and be like, come on, man, execute the play like I drew it up. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, Big time, anything positive happens. Uh, I'm like Tom Brady, just a big old LFG. Let's happen go. <laughs> that's uh, that's definitely in the repertoire. Uh, definitely, you know, five minutes or less in a tight game, especially a competitive game between, you know, two elite teams in the NBA, and one of them's the Lakers. You know, once it's under five minutes, yep, I'm standing. I'm like, I've got like the dad pose where I'm like off to the off to the side of the TV with the hands on the hips. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hit anything, you know, don't put a, you know, I'm not one of those guys, put a hole in the wall, like, you know, some crazy people or anything like that, but definitely like, uh, I guess I, you know, I think I said, I I'll say the F word positively and negatively, definitely uh, mm-hmm. on the negative. It's a F come on one of those yeah. or mm-hmm. come the F on a lot of that. Uh, and you know, I kind of bring all this up because Everything I was kind of saying, I was probably doing, you know, at least once a week in the uh, championship season, uh, doing it three or four times a week during like the bubble run, uh, just every single playoff game, even the ones that were like, you know, the Lakers kind of, you know, beat down on some teams. I felt like I was still nervous. Yeah. Um, game six of the NBA finals, we were just beating the tar out of them and I was still like kind of nervous in the fourth quarter. But I say all that because... You know, let's bring it back to the Lakers Pacers game. Lakers were leading by about, I think it was 101 84. It was a 17 point lead with around nine minutes and some change left. Uh, that lead quickly dissipated. The team ultimately lost. The Lakers ultimately lost on a hurried Andrew Nemhard buzzer beating three. And when that buzzer beating three happened, I was lounging back on my couch <laughs> and. So I'll go in. I basically just let out one of these. Here, let me back back away from the mic. Ha! Just let out one of those. That's that, and that was my completely that was involuntary. Reaction. That was my involuntary reaction. Just a big old just chuckle when it happened. Me too. And I did the same thing. I've been thinking about that ever since. I was like, yeah, <laughs> sound about right. Yeah, like, and that's basically what my like laugh was. Like, yep, that that seems just about perfect. A nice little bow on this game. And uh, I was basically just trying to think about what we should talk about on the podcast. And I was just thinking about that. And it was like, it was like my just lack of hope or belief in this team, like came out in dissipated right expression. there. Like, it was, yeah, it was literally like air was being let out of me, basically <laughs> watching that. So like I said, I feel like that was just a representation of me quickly losing hope or belief in this team. Trade or not, no trade. Well, definitely no trade. I'm definitely not hopeful in that type of squad. So I guess I'll just oh, really, ask really. you guys, Raj, Raj, I'll ask you first, what? like, one, if you have a comment on uh, anything about me in my living room, go yes, ahead. But I also, <laughs> can you feel that hope fleeting away yourself? Well, like, first, when you said, you know that uh, you do the positive F-bombs as well, right? Like, when, when we're mm-hmm. playing well and we're winning – 
I think it is also still like situational, right? Like we had a close game in this against the Spurs, but I wasn't like cussing and like happiness when like mm-hmm. we were going up on the Spurs, right? I didn't feel that. And I was just thinking like the last time I think I felt that was like the Lonnie Walker dunk, like the lob from Austin Reeves against the Clippers. And I think that was like game two. And that mm-hmm. was the last time like I really felt like you know, some like, oh, like we're about to win like a super big game, which we lost anyway. But I was just thinking like, when was the last time? Like, I didn't feel that against Detroit. I didn't feel that even the Brooklyn game was kind of a blowout. Um, And then the two Spurs wins. So those all felt kind of like hollow. I don't know. Like, was there another moment for you where you were like, you felt like this like emotional attachment to the team in terms of like a positiveness to their performance? So I was just trying to think that Lonnie moment's a good moment. Uh, to reference in terms of just like really great moment for the yeah. season. I can't think of anything that rivals it, <laughs> but taking that and saying, when was the last time we, you know, it's been a while since I've been watching the end of a competitive Lakers game and I'm just enjoying the ride. <laughs> like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. we might lose this, but like, God, this is like, this is some good stuff. I'm there's no way any Lakers fan was thinking that down the wire of no. the Pacers game, like no shot. Like, Walt, can you, I'm trying to like go back in my head for one of those games, you know, one of those competitive games where it's like, man, like if we lose this, like, yeah, that'll suck. But like, I'm having a really good time right now. Let's see where this goes. Like, it, do we have to go back two seasons for that? <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been a while since I had that feeling. Um, let me see. Last year, I'm trying to think. So, uh, when was that? Um, when was that Lakers? This is gonna be sad when we realize what the date of this is. But when was that Lakers Celtics game in LA where LeBron made the kind of uh, oh vintage mid range fadeaway? <laughs> yeah, this oh yeah, that was, oh, that was in like the spring. That time, was two. So. That was two seasons ago. Was yeah. that twenty twenty three? Well, was, yeah, well, was. let's be real. There's no good moments from last season. So yeah, we're probably okay, going back. Yeah, so that was that was two seasons ago. That was Jalen Brown hit like a yep. corner three. I remember to put mm-hmm. them up. And then uh, LeBron came down and smiled before hitting like a fadeaway yeah. turnaround yep. jumper. I yes, was gonna I say remember. that was a that was KCP a game. locking up Tatum. Wasn't Tatum uh, averaging like forty or something during that stretch? Yeah. Like he was having just an absurd. Yeah, and he was like, coming in hot. He, yeah, like he was like having his most absurd like season. Um, wow, can't believe I remember all that detail yeah. from that season. Maybe that's. <laughs> Don't remember that much about anything from last year, honestly. If you if you start bringing up those type of details about any game from last season, I'm gonna I'm just gonna mute you. I'm just gonna cut you off. Oh, here's a game. You gotta get this out. I mean, Raj, you gotta get this out of your brain. A game where I was kind of like amped up a little bit was that Christmas Day game from last year. Stanley, you know, his resurgence. Monk was going crazy. LeBron was going crazy. Um, it was it was a cool game. And then, you know, the ending happened, which I ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> that yeah, man. Both I... KD and Kyrie didn't play. And then that was, I think. Yeah, it was just Harden. Harden Nets. Mm-hmm. Hey, Harden played for the Nets. Uh, all right. Crazy. I've got one. I've got one. The okay. the Lakers-Mavs game where Austin Reeves had the game winner. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that was, was that was right. a very was enjoyable a game. game down the stretch. And the Lakers won. And that was... Arguably, the last time that team had hope for their season, because that right after that was when 
the COVID hit and then December was just a mess. And then obviously they never recuperated after that. And, you know, like I said, I kind of want to gauge your guys's hope levels with this team. Cause it's kind of weird. Like I've heard a lot of, and Raj, I think I even heard you say this uh, possibly on the spaces uh, for silver screen mm-hmm. and roll, but like, it sucks because the Lakers were beating them pretty soundly at times. The Pacers. We were the better team. We were the better team. Like we were. So I agree, I guess. I mean, I do agree. But like, it's, I don't know. It's like, I honestly, I didn't think this type of stuff, this type of game would happen with this team this year. Like, the Portland Trailblazers game earlier this season was one thing where it's like Russ was just, like, making every dumb mistake down the stretch, and that's, like, why they lost the game. But I thought with Darvin Ham and the pieces on this roster, I didn't think we were going to be getting any of these types of games where the Lakers are up by a lot, and then they let their foot off the gas pedal. And the very obviously outmatched team just randomly comes back because they're they've got the pedal to the metal. I didn't think that was going to happen this year with this team. I thought I could at least rule that out and then just be worried about the actual roster and the two superstars being healthy. But now that's now that's in my mind now. And that's <laughs> coming that's coming before a vicious road trip where like those types of things sure as hell cannot be happening. Um well, you well, you brought up you brought up that Dallas game and like it felt like we had a slow start that year, right? Like we weren't good. No. But yeah. I mean, we were 16 and 13. Like this team has to go what? What are we? 7 and tw- or what are we 7 and 12 right now? Uh Six- yes. 7 and 12. Okay. I can't do math right now, but I think we'd have to play pretty well to get to to get to 16 and 13. Um so like yeah. we would kill for that right now. Um, but you, you know, you said your reaction where you like backed up and laughed when that shot went in. Um, I have to, you know, I do the, the spaces after the game. And so like all my notes are like geared toward like what I'm going to talk about. And I had like a fully positive, you know, show planned, like, you know, fully positive with like all this stuff I want to talk about and how I like we're building towards stuff. And, I feel like I could have still talked about that stuff if that shot missed, right? Like, okay, like, you know, they took their foot off the gas and, like, that happens with good teams. Like, you can kind of, you know, you can learn from that. And, and but once that shot went through, like, after the couple seconds of shock, I knew I was like, oh, I have to, like, plan a whole new show in, like, two minutes. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I have to, like, talk about completely something else than I planned all game to talk about. And I had to just go into like doom and gloom because that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> Even though like if that shot missed, I could have still been on like, hey, Austin Reeves has been really good. Lonnie Walker has like had some two-way play. Russ was awful down the stretch, but you know, LeBron looks okay after the ankle, even though he didn't try the last four minutes. Like, you know, I could have at least got to that. And then once that shot went through, I was like, oh, I can't talk about any of that. Like that is just went all through my head. So well, oh, and God. I mean, you still would have had to like, definitely would have been, you know, oh, yeah. what that would have been a one fifteen and one thirteen win, correct? Um, yeah, you would have been, you would have had to like, you know, mention the last like nine minutes or so. But 
Oh yeah, it's, for sure. And it would have been a three game win streak, you know, like it would have been at least a little bit more of what you can build. And this just felt like it took all that away. Yeah. And I just don't, I'm trying to find hope with this team, <laughs> even with the trade, like any hope I <laughs> that I just hear Walt laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are we going to do with these guys? What are we going to do about what's LeBron going to do? Like, what's Darwin Ham going to do with he? Like, he just straight up can't be playing Russ uh, in closing lineups, really. Like, I just think it's like off the table at this point. It's not even because of his individual. Oh, play. we're it's getting just, here. Okay. Yeah, like absolutely. Uh, okay. I mean, we gotta, we nice. gotta air all this out, man. Like, save and the grievances. Aaron the grievances, well, let me, man. Well, like, let what me else is what else is there to do? Uh, I just, you know, it's just frustrating because they shouldn't be seven and twelve right now, even though they stink <laughs> out loud. Like their roster stinks, but they should be. They should have like two to three more wins. They should have won the mm-hmm. Pacers game. They should have won that Trailblazers game, and. I think that one first game against the Clippers, if we play that game like right now, uh, the Lakers win uh, with the way that the Clippers play in that first night. So I think they should be 10 and 9, if not uh, 9 and 10. And that's feeling a whole lot better than 7 and 12. And, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. Walt, should I, should I get you going about LeBron? Because I could definitely pay you back <laughs> off of that. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't, um, like speaking of hope, you would think that LeBron just, you know, taking it on a micro level, you would think LeBron would kind of just dictate everything down the stretch of one of those must win games and kind of get everything in order, maybe score some himself, maybe get down to the post and get the ball swinging around, stuff like that. I feel like he fell asleep in the last like five minutes of that game. And I just can't believe Lakers up by one clock in the middle of the play is going under a minute. And we run a possession where LeBron only touches the ball once. And it was when he got a freaking offensive rebound to keep the play going. He tapped it out just so we could do the same exact play that we did before. (laughs) Something like Russ and AD pick and roll that results in nothing. I just like, you can't like, you can't tell me that LeBron's heart was like a hundred ten percent in that game, or has been in this like lately. And I know that's harsh, but but we've we've seen this movie like fifty times. Like I was saying this on the show yesterday. Like we've seen this movie a hundred times. Like the Russ LeBron AD pairing. Like you could have had Stanley Johnson and. Malik Monk next to them yesterday, and I don't know what difference I would have seen on the team. Like, it was Troy Brown and Austin Reeves next to them, but, like, if Russ is on the floor, he's going to cannibalize the offense because if he's off the ball, it's it means he's not really even there. So, like, there's there's no impact off the ball. So that means he has to have the basketball, and he took a, like, mid-range pull-up with, like, 18 on the clock, uh, up one with a minute and a half left. And then you said LeBron got the offensive rebound, kicked it back to him. He drove and, like, took a contested layup that obviously missed um, and then didn't get back. 
I'm just, you know, I'm, I feel like this experience has been like it, I think it's been fun off the bench and I think, you know, it's worked. But then like the conundrum, I want to ask you guys, I was talking to some people about it is like, if Russ plays well off the bench, like I understand Darvin Ham, like as a coach, like you got to play the guy that played well. Right. So like, but then the closing lineup, he doesn't fit at all. So what do we do? Like what I, I've seen this movie 500 times. I saw it against Portland a couple weeks ago. I saw it against Sacramento a couple weeks ago. I saw it again tonight. I saw it against the San Antonio Spurs a couple days ago. We just happened to win that one because we hit a bunch of threes to close it out. That's my conundrum with this team. Like the point of bringing in Darvin Ham was to have a guy that can be like, okay, like Russ, you're not closing. Like I, like you're just not. You're not playing at the end of games. But that hasn't happened. It's been. A very few games that Russ, like when Russ doesn't close, it's still like something mentioned. Um, so I don't know what the like what we do there because I, I I do think those three just aren't fitting. Like we've had enough sample now that like those three <laughs> in half court offense just don't fit. It becomes LeBron post ups, becomes AD looks like he's not even there on offense. A bunch of possessions. I don't know what do we do. Like I'm I'm coming for help here. I'm 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 coming for answers. I. I I can't solve these questions. I I would love to ask Darvinham if if I, if I get the chance, but I, what what do we do here? I like I would just love to know if they've ever even had that type of conversation surrounding like hey, even just like the most timid way of going to the conversation like hey, maybe maybe this whole LeBron AD Russ thing doesn't work at all towards the end of games. Like, have they even like, just like thrown that out there amongst themselves? Like, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know from me. It just seems like in these practices and like, whatever, they're just walk around just like, you know, having hard practice and everything, but acting like, <laughs> acting like their shit don't stink. I feel like that's <laughs> what they've been doing for like two and a half years. Just acting like, they can turn it on whenever. Meanwhile, like LeBron's thinking that in his head, like, oh, we'll get this in the bag. Meanwhile, LeBron can't ever elevate anymore when he's going to the rim. He when was the last time he made one of those, you know, fadeaway mid-range jumpers, uh, where he's literally just using his like pure athleticism to create separation and just swish it in. Like those are the type of things. You know, getting to the rim, getting elevation at the rim. These are kind of things that would show hmm, someone's getting a little too old. And if he doesn't have those things in his bag, then he's not like, he can't just be that guy that can just turn it on and will a team to a victory towards the end of the stretch. And he's sure as hell not doing that when they've got him off ball, chilling in the corner with Russell Westbrook orchestrating things with a minute left in a game. I just don't get, like, I'm just not seeing, I was simply just not seeing any sort of, like, onus on those guys, like, towards the end of that game to actually do anything about it. I simply, I don't know. I think, uh. Well, we had this, we had this conversation in the DMs, like, what, what was the difference in that closing than what Frank Vogel would have done last year, like? Nothing. uh, This is not to tarnish Darwin Ham. I'm just, like, asking, like, what was the... What was the difference in offense? Was it like what was the difference in that game last night? If, if Frank Vogel was coaching or Darvin Ham was coaching, like what's the 
I don't I didn't see very much difference. Russ still came up and did whatever he wanted. <laughs> I mean, LeBron still ran a full post up offense, very slow, didn't play any defense, didn't run back in transition. Like what was the what was the difference? I don't fall did, did you see a difference in that? Like I, I mm. it looked, looked like the exact same situation as last year. Nobody can tell you. They it's just like I said, I think Ham get the benefit of the doubt because he runs a couple more sets on offense that's, you know, more creative than what Frank Vogel used to do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think he just his kinship with players, coaches and like media and knowing how to I mean he he is a good person. I was gonna say, um, knowing how to talk to the media, but it make him that would make me make him sound like he's just kinda game in the media, but he knows what to say in the media. Um yeah. But it's it's really no difference, and I don't know. I think the only thing they really can try is the thing that will work, which you would think it doesn't work because of his age. But LeBron just got to go back to being the point guard, and that way you can kind of slot things better. With LeBron's the point guard, he got the most gifts to get people the best looks on the floor if he's controlling it. Versus, I don't know this thing that people keep trying to do with getting him I don't that weird thing they doing where trying to get him in the post and all that stuff. That I I don't think that with his age and the way he affects the game now that that's it clearly is not yielding good results. I mean the the facts is the facts. Um it, it's nice to look at like the montages and the highlights and you know when he playing go to hell ball. That's fun. <laughs> but it's, it's nothing like watching LeBron kind of, you know, set everything up from the top. Maybe mm-hmm. put Lonnie at the two, um, Troy Brown at the three, and AD at the four, maybe Thomas Bryant at the five, or I don't know, man. <laughs> I, my my closing yeah. lineup, my closing lineup every game until, like, one of the role players shows me that they stink too much for it is – it's Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. Yep. And, yeah. you know, maybe – actually, no. No, there's no maybe. Like, I think that's just it. I was going to say maybe if Patrick Beverly's actually hitting shots and doing his, you know, normal level of defense, get him out there for Troy Brown. But that doesn't make any sense. That's too many too many guards, like one through three. Uh like I don't, I don't really understand, and I don't even want to like start, like going at Darvin Ham, because like, whatever, what he's coached uh, nineteen games now, um, like he's allowed to do things, but like I just can't believe Austin Reeves isn't an automatic, forget starting an automatic closer of the sec, the first half and the game, like, yeah, he sat way too long. Sat way too long. Um, Like, there's literally no one else on the team that is as adequate at so many different areas as he is. There's no one other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, I just don't really get it. And uh, I wanted to point this out. We were kind of talking about Vogel and Ham. And uh, while I thought you had a good point, like, um, in terms of, like, the overall game, I feel like Ham kind of has way more plays and sets in there. Uh, but 
Cranger's McBasswell, uh, Tim over on B Bell Index, he's been like, <laughs> he's an absolute cyborg, just like tracking how many plays <laughs> the Lakers run each game. He's just got a running notebook of it. So here he tweeted this uh, this morning LA's usage of sets and help beaters versus Indy by quarter. Quarter one, 56% of their plays were sets. Quarter two, 43% of their plays were sets. Quarter three, 37% of the play were sets. And then quarter four, 24% of their possessions, they used a set. And I would assume like the final five minutes of the game was like probably nearly zero. Um, so I just don't really, <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't get this team sometimes. Like why do they just i just feel like it's constant like okay we're building something here and then it's like oh let's just be so oblivious to what makes us good <laughs> and <laughs> and do the opposite thing like not playing offensive not just doing sets on offense like and it's not even like and then or just transition defense like oh their transition defense is so bad and you know what? Guess who it's like mostly part of or mostly attributed to when he's on the floor? It's good old LeBron freaking James. Like, I can't tell you how many times where it's like, oh man, the whole the opponent's kind of pushing the ball up the floor. Where's LeBron? Oh, right before he cut off the screen, he's yelling at a ref. Oh, ah, shoot. Dang. <laughs> well, looks like they're scoring here. So I, I like I like Darnham a lot. Like I think he's a legit coach. I, I yeah, think like for he's sure. Good. I like, but you know, I remember when you know I forgot when this interview was, but I think it was like in February or something, and like someone was interviewing Frank Vogel, and the Lakers were like the number one in the West or whatever, and they're like, "How do you, you know, how do you communicate with LeBron?" He's like, "I don't really have all the like the answers, but like me and LeBron speak basketball. You know what I mean? Like we speak basketball. Like that's the language that we communicate through. You know, like." Like all that other stuff, this uh, Frank Vogel is obviously not the the type of locker room leader quotation mark that you know gets put on. But like they, he speaks basketball, and I just think like this team has a lot of like last night the conversation was Buddy Hield and Myers Turner while we have like a roster full of dudes playing. Like that was the that was the conversation. I think there's basketball problems and basketball solutions that I don't think we've gotten to. Like you're talking about those conversations. No, those conversations have not happened like no that i i don't think those conversations have happened at all because the dominant conversation around the team has been so away from basketball like it's been the rust situation it's been the first round pick situation it's been you know all this other stuff and then like once you start to talk about the basketball no one really cares about the basketball anymore because they're like when's Russ getting moved like when's this team gonna be whole again and like the team is just surrounded around that. And like you see last night when Russ has a good game, that is the story, it feels like. He dominates it and like he, you know, starts doing his stuff and, you know, going off. And he was a big part of us going up 17 for sure. Um, but then all the half court stuff kicks in and like it just feels so like hollow. Like it doesn't feel real, you know. Like Russ is not gonna be on this team in three months or whatever. Like he's just not. He's not going to be a part of this. If, team. if you're if you're Russ Dan, listen to us, and you think Russell Westbrook had an awesome game against the Pacers, 
I want you to realize that he scored most of these points against bench lineups that involved TJ McConnell and Aaron Neesmith. And the best, like the best player in these lineups was Benedict Matherin. Okay. And who else? Oh, James Johnson. Like that's, and I will say that's one of the biggest reasons for Russ going to the bench being a great idea. He gets to play against shitty lineups (laughs) across the NBA. And and to give him and, credit, he did his job. Like he makes mm-hmm. those Wenyan and TB lineups work. Like the mm-hmm. pace that he puts them in, like that is great. And then like when it's time, like there should be a set moment. Like all right, this game is about to slow the hell down. We need just high floor, low ceiling basketball because that's kind of what the game needs. And that's just not in his game style. I mean, it's it's two minutes left, and he's pushing the ball up the floor, getting taking a off the bank, mid-range pull-up. It's like, but again, I don't know who to blame, Donnie, in that. Like, is it him? Is it the situation? Is it, like, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of this movie, though. Like, I want a different ending. I want, how do those Marvel movies work? Aren't there, like, scenes after the credits or something? Like, let me get a different ending to this to this movie. Yeah, like, yeah, well, or, well Raj, was, Raj was just sitting in front of his TV screen last night doing the spaces, like, Thinking, thinking there was all of a sudden going to be a post-credit scene of Nemhart missing that three. <laughs> it never yeah. came. That post-credit Listen. scene never came. It just it never, never came. came. It never does. <laughs> <sighs> oh man. Uh, well, just to squat, just to push the hope down even further. I'm worried at this point if the team would be good if they deal Russ and we're not getting some type of facilitator point guard in return at this point russ is like that three-point shot still kind of hitting and at this point he's scoring a decent amount game to game and like you said uh raj like he's contributing a lot of success towards you know tb has looked good gabriel's looked pretty good at times uh i also think like russ makes troy brown a pretty good player like at this point, I'm like, okay, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner come in. Like, who's taking on the brunt of, like, all that usage? Like, you know, is it Schroeder? Is it Patrick Beverly? Like, I don't know. You know, we've only seen a little bit from Schroeder, but I can tell you definitively, like, from Patrick Beverly, uh, it's not going to work out as well as uh, Russell Westbrook, just in that regard. And, you know, maybe it's Reeves, but shoot, we just talked about how, you know, Reeves isn't getting the adequate opportunity that he should get considering how he's played. But I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about? Like, what do you think about us all of a sudden having some seller's remorse and being like, Oh shoot, we kind of need a guy like Russ around here. I was like, no, I don't need a guy like Russ around here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think they'll be fine, man, without Russ. (laughs) But I do think, um, Man, I, man, I'm man. at the I'm at the point right now where I, you know, I've been flip flopping lately. I'm at right now. Don't trade the picks. Ooh, okay. See, I I don't even trading them for like this season. Like that. Like this season to me is like I watch the so for some reason the Bucks aren't on national TV as much as I think they should be. Like I don't still don't think like the Bucks aren't. But like the Bucks had a national TV game and I watched it and I was like. 
Yeah, there's no one stopping Giannis. Like that's that's not happening. Like Giannis is absolutely absurd. I don't even put us in there. I don't think the heel Turner trade or any deal puts us there, but he would like to build something. Like, you know, like I would like something to like, okay, we did this this year, and then like next year we can like get this right, and the next year like we can have this, like some kind of like trajectory where it's not just flipping everyone like I would like to enjoy Lonnie Walker's game and be like oh like this is a dude we can invest in and like you know he can get better here because I think he's legit and Austin Reeves as well I think Austin has shown Austin's averaging like 16 a game in the last eight or something like that like that's a legit player those aren't fake points like those are point every point that we needed so I think Buddy and Heald and Miles Turner aren't perfect players but I mean Turner's like 26 Healed, I think I don't know how old healed is. I'm not really sure, but two like non-minimum dudes that we can like resign and have their bird rides and all kinds of just salary machinations that matter. Um, but yeah, I'm tired of talking about those two names, honestly. But like, I, <laughs> I'm I, tired of talking about. I'm tired of talking about the names. I don't really care about. I'm like I can't believe. Every Lakers fan, like in the nation, discusses twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine first round picks. Like I, I was trying to think about that. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, like it's different, whole different world. Like Twitter, social media, yeah. like wasn't really around. But like, I don't think there was ever a time, like when I was a kid or something in basketball, where a fan base for nearly like almost a year would be thinking like oh what are we going to do with uh the the first round picks in five and seven years i was like it's just it's like like it's unfathomable to me it's such a unique situation i really don't think there's ever been a situation like this where it's like every day lakers fans who are like you know think about the team every day you're going to have a thought about the phrase 2027 2029 first round picks like well have you like ever like i swear i can't think of anything like this Mm -mm. that's how you know like all of this is about them not looking like they lost the trade if they make a trade like it Mm -hmm. 2027 29 like i i keep saying like so if they got picks all the way up until that point from 2022 on like what the hell are you doing with the players that you give them with those picks, like, are they not supposed to turn into like quality players? Like, so that's that's at least at the very least that's like four quality players you should be scouting, drafting, putting in your system, becoming like productive players to the point where twenty seven, twenty nine shouldn't be irrelevant, but it should just be like, oh well, you know, you shouldn't be looking for. Cause to me, is they're posturing like they're going to be bad in 27 and 29. And I'm just thinking, like, what y'all supposed to be doing between all this time? Like, are y'all are y'all planning to be bad? Because, yeah, I understand y'all wanting to hold on to the picks now. But if I'm assuming y'all are supposed to be getting better and getting, like, the next star in the door and building something, so that way in 27, 29 is like a late first round or late, you know, back-to-back. So that's my whole outlook on it. I, like – what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Like you said, it's just un. It just don't. It don't pass the smell check for me. So, well, I feel like we should have listened mind... to. 
uh, just really quickly, I was remembering Magic Johnson back in April went on first take and he said, um, you have to bring Russ back. And everyone thought he was crazy. Like everyone in the world thought, you know, Russ is getting moved. Like there's no way. And I just thought about that yesterday, how like, should listen to Magic. Like he probably, he probably knew what was going on <laughs> inside. Um, but yeah, just pointing that uh, first take interview from April out. Um, well, I mean, I'm my last little point on the whole picks thing is I'm I'm just so there's been nothing to be shown to me that the duo of Anthony Davis and LeBron James can win another championship. And I stress saying duo because Anthony Davis has for sure shown more than enough in the last couple of weeks that I mean what Andy Davis is clearly a top 10 player right now if not clearly top five he's clearly a top 10 player right now playing in the NBA I don't even know where the hell I would put LeBron at this point like granted it's mostly because of multiple injuries but like if I had to look at it if I had to take a guess he's probably playing like he's cracking the top 25 and that's just like that type of like duo at the top of your team is not going to cut it, you know, and what another year of age is going to make everything fine. Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Here's, yeah, here's, a, little positive, like... here's a little, here's a little <laughs> positive thing. Damian Lillard's not returning tomorrow. So that's good. Confirm. Oh, that just mean that they're going to play extra hard and we'll be <laughs> fighting for our life against them too. That's a shame when you can't even count on like, Oh yeah. The other star going to be out. You know, we can come in and kind of snatch snatch one away. No, didn't didn't Jeremy Grant have the game winner on us? Did is that, was that on us or was that someone else? I don't know, but he had forty four points the other night. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it, that was preposterous stat line. Was that mm-hmm. the night he had thirty free throw attempts or something? Mm-hmm. That was preposterous. Actually, you know what? Now that we're talking about it, let's go ahead and just transition into figuring out. Oh, uh, no. so doing a little vote game by game. Lakers got Trailblazers at home on Wednesday. And then after that, they start an absolute gauntlet of a road trip. Um, let me just read these games off right now. We're going to figure out. Let me see how many games. Are. We're going to figure out what they're going to do in these next seven games, including the Trailblazers game on Wednesday. So Wednesday night, Trailblazers. They go on the road Friday, December 2nd. At Milwaukee against the Bucks, December fourth, Sunday, in Washington against the Wizards, December sixth, Cavs, December seventh, little back to back in Toronto, so a little Cleveland to Toronto back to back, and then at Philly against the 76ers on December 9th. Don't really know what the injury timetables really right now are for like Maxi. I think Harden will definitively be out by then. Yeah. Um, obviously. Embiid, is Embiid back? I think he's back. I think he's back. I don't really know. We'll we'll have to see. I mean, either way, even with injuries, like 76ers are doing pretty decent. Uh, and then the road trip ends uh, December 11th in Detroit against the Pistons. So let's just go game by game. We were kind of talking about the Trailblazers there. They're not going to have Damian Lillard. Still got Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant. Um 
Are the Lakers going to win tomorrow? Both the, or well, I'll start with you. Are the Lakers going to win tomorrow? Mm-mm. In Portland? Nope, in LA. No. In LA. And Portland's playing tonight in Portland. I'll give it to them. I think they're going to win. They better win. Raj? Donnie, if they lose tomorrow, I swear, I mean, I mean, that's, I was going to say that if they lose, if they lose tomorrow, the vibes heading into this road trip, just fan wise, they're going to be bad. Not that, and I don't even think, I don't even, I don't even think Trailblazers without Dame is like, uh, like, I mean, one, the Lakers don't have any easy wins. Um, but like, I don't even think like that doesn't really move the needle for me. If they were missing like, Dame and Simons, I'd be thinking like, all right, this this is guys, you have to win this game. But I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're gonna win this one. I don't know about yeah. you, Rush. Okay, they so better three, win. That one. So we're all saying they're gonna win, so they're gonna lose that one. Really quickly um, though, they're up they're up eight on the Clippers. Um, oh wait, the Clippers don't have Kawhi and Paul George. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. All right. Next game in Milwaukee. I mean, do we even do we even go? Like, should I present the case for them? You know, maybe winning. You know, played a competitive game in Phoenix against the Suns. They're one of the best teams in the NBA too. Anything? No. I'll say if they win in Milwaukee, I will forgive like all the other. The Pacers won, the Kings won, the Blazers early in the year. Like I'll forgive that if they win in Milwaukee, but I highly, highly doubt that they're going in there and picking up a W. I think they're going to get absolutely killed. What about you, Walt? <laughs> yep, fodder. And this is coming, and this is coming from a guy who might drop like two hundred fifty dollars on tickets to go to the game and be present for that butt whipping. Ooh-wee. Um, well, I'm assuming you're a no on that one. Uh, yeah, I said they're going to be fodder, man. They're about to get slaughtered by them guys. <laughs> all right. So all three thinking a win against the Trailblazers, and then all three of us definitely a no on the Bucks. All right. Let's see if we get a little divisive with this one. <laughs> In Washington uh, against the Wizards two days after playing the Bucks. Walt, I'll start with you. Win or loss? What's your what's your gut telling you? Then we're gonna lose, man. I'm still having flashbacks from last year. We went to Washington. That was another game. It looked like we figured some stuff out. Everybody was uh clicking up until like the fourth quarter and Porzingis just realized like they don't have a big man that could come up to my chest and he just went crazy. Yeah, that crazy um, man. That feels like a game where uh, Kuzma's gonna have like twenty five seven and seven, and then like Porzingis is just gonna like continue his like weirdly good season against us. Um, let me think about it, Raj. I'll let you go. What do you think, win or loss? And then I, I gotta so, get, I gotta get Walt. Walt, is that a loss? Um, I don't think it's gonna beat him. I, I got a weird feeling about that game. Okay. Hey, we'll take. Um, hey, weird. Hey, weird feelings make me money on betting. So. <laughs> The Wizards are the Wizards are eleven and ten. I mean, they aren't a great team. I think they just got Bradley Beal back, though. I don't think he was healthy for a while, but they just dropped hundred and forty-two on Minnesota a couple days ago. Um, 
But I mean, like, I think that's one of the winnable games on this trip. Like, I think it's at least one of the winnable games. You know, if they're competitive in Milwaukee, and then, you know, you take that little competitiveness and you take it over to uh, Washington, I think, you know, I think that's a game they can they can steal. Uh, I don't think the Wizards are incredible team that you can beat. I'd give them that. I'll give them the Wizards game. All right, it's all on me. Um, let me think about how they kind of match up against them. Uh, I'm going to say the Lakers are going to win that one. I was ready to say no. I I mean, it's sure as hell not going to be an easy win, maybe for the Wizards if it turns out that way. But, yeah, I'll say I'll say a win. Um, so we got two for a yes, one for no. Have we played Kuz since? Like, I feel like he sat last time. Or did um, we well, yeah, we definitely we played him. We definitely played him in uh, LeBron's one of LeBron's fifty-point games last season because I remember right. LeBron hit a three like right in his face. Okay. Um, right, right. Other than that, there's a, there was definitely one time I feel like he missed. Um, this is gonna be the first time we've played him since he <laughs> since he got his teeth fixed. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Kuz, Yeah, sorry, I had, to, I had to say it. he's got some big old, big old chompers now. <laughs> um, moving on. All right, yeah. These this 20... is probably the scariest part of the stretch to me right now. Um, Cavs and then Raptors back to back on the road. Ah, uh, I mean, I have zero hope for either of those games. Well, t- Toronto is banged up, so I think Barn. I think Barnes just came back, but I remember. Uh, against... I don't know about Barnes, but I know Siakam just yeah, came Siakam back. Siakam just came back. Oh, okay, yeah. Siakam mm-hmm. just had a crazy game too. Um, well, you can at least chalk down that Cleveland one as a loss for me. I just think we just don't match up well with with the Cavs. It's two guards who can score, so I'm I'm off on that one. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like. I don't know. Like they've got those two so dynamic guards, and then like, you know, AD will have his successes against them, but like going against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, like that's just not Tough. fun for AD, and it's sure as hell not going to be fun for Russ uh, or LeBron. Um, yeah, and and I would maybe have some hope for the Raptors game, but not on like the second night of a back on a road trip back to back. Like I don't know. So I'm I'm easily saying those two are losses i've got more hope for i've got more hope for um like the lakers stealing one in milwaukee than i do oh like, man either of these two games <laughs> i the, hey lakers they do get up for you know the teams that they perceive as like goliaths in front of them i don't think that's going to really work out for them still in the Milwaukee game but uh well, we won we... in Toronto, right? Last year, didn't we? Did we well, not win in Toronto? Oh yeah, you, you don't remember the you win did. in Toronto? You told me to forget last year, Don. You told me to. You told me to remove it from my memory. So the <laughs> the win in Toronto was the the classic Russ uh, three pointer. Oh yes, yes. Tie or I think to send it to overtime. Thing. Knuckleball. Did we win in overtime? <laughs> yeah, big time knuckleball, and that was the one where he. Uh, wasn't that the one where he did the thing of checking his feet and making sure they were behind the line at the same time? Mm-hmm. Sure was. Oh, we, we, uh, 
on the scene. That was definitely like our only game in Toronto. Um, yes, yes. We only played there once. Uh, yeah, we did win that in overtime. Mm-hmm. While, uh, while are the Lakers winning any of those games? Man, I don't think we're going to win Toronto, Cleveland. Ain't seeing it, man. Ain't seeing it. Um, no, I don't think so. And Walt I has think... us one and four on this road. No, Owen. Oh and three so far on this road trip. Man. Sorry, man. Sorry. No, Walt's got no Walt's got own four. Own four. Oh man. Oh right. four. There's gonna be some fires burning in that in the seventy mm. sixers. Seventy six is a little hard because I don't really have a pulse on like their injury situation right now. I would have to guess let's see. James Harden says on Thursday, last Thursday, that he's on track in his recovery process. Yeah, but he was like out for like he's gonna be out for weeks. He's definitely. Oh, Embiid is back, so this becomes pretty point uh pretty moot. I mean, Embiid is is back. Um, Maxi Maxi will be out. Maxi will be Uh, out. Yes. Says he's out Tobias, three to Tobias four Harris weeks. always kills us for some reason. Like Tobias Harris oh, always has like twenty five. Man, that on buzzer us. beater he had that one time oh, on God. us that was worse. Yeah, I get nightmares about that one too. Um, that seventy sixers game is right at the three three week mark for Maxi. So hopefully he doesn't have that Lakers recovery luck uh, <laughs> where he gets healthy for that game specifically. Um, Raj, chances against the 76ers with no hard and no maxi. Oh man, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be, the Philly fans are going to be rude to Russ in that game. That's going to be a bad Russ game. I think, you know, since I have them just losing against Cleveland and Toronto, I think, you know, they close out the road trip. What was that? Three and, do I have them two and three, two and four? We got one more game after this. Oh, we do. Okay, nice. All right, so I'll I'll have them taking this. Uh, oh, the last one is well, yeah, uh, yeah. I say they come out with a a a very very close win where Embiid thinks he got fouled, but you know the game just ended on like where the Lakers got lucky or something where uh where he missed at the end. Well, 76ers. I, I think we can win that one, man. Oh yeah, they got a lot of injuries. Um, even though Tobias killed us in the past, uh, he, you know, they've been they trying to give him away as fast as possible from everything I hear. So, um, I think I think we can steal that one. Okay, I drum roll. I'm voting no. <laughs> I don't oh. think they're gonna win that game. I didn't realize they're twelve and nine. It's a lot better than I thought they were. I guess. Yeah, they've. Uh, I feel like they've, even with like these injuries, I feel like they've kind of just been able to keep their head above water. Um, candidly, I've, I have not really been watching them or paying attention to them, so I don't really know who's been really contributing to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Embiid, still Joel Embiid. Uh, that'll definitely be a really fun game between him and AD. Um, kind of feel like AD's been banged up in the past in like their matchups. Well, let's be honest, it's probably a good... <laughs> It's probably a good bet to think, you know, in the past, AD was banged up during a stretch, sadly. <laughs> um, last game, I feel like we should all see, I feel like we should all three say, yes, they're going to win. They're playing the Pistons. That's the last game of the road trip. I'm personally going to say, yes, they're going to win. 
But let's let's we might as well bring up since we're bringing up past games in Eastern Conference uh, stadiums. Let's is is Isaiah Stewart playing in this game? Are we getting an <laughs> Isaiah too. Stewart revenge game? Beast is it? I think he might be hurt actually. Again. I think he played in the last one when we were at home. I, I, I believe. Have the Lakers played the Pistons this season? Yeah, we played them oh, without. Yeah, yeah, Katie. yeah, they did. Yeah, we know. Okay, Katie. but Stu or Isaiah wasn't playing in that game. He wasn't. I don't know why. I, I think he was hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they had a lot of injuries. Right. Mm-hmm. I think he was hurt. Um, Cade probably more than likely not going to be playing in this game. He's got like a stress fracture in his shin and indefinite timeline. I'm looking right now. Big beef stew. He's healthy. So who's Walt? Who's gonna win in the in the beef stew versus uh, LeBron Bowl? <laughs> I think we'll. I think we can take that one. Yeah, I agree. I think that's. I think that'll be a win. Uh, literally, the only thing I could see causing them to lose is like just the attrition of all these losses on this road trip. Um, so let me see. Raj, I'm assuming you think they'll beat the Pistons. I think it's sad that like we we need Cade Cunningham out to like <laughs> feel confident about that. But uh, I I would still be I would still be confident if Cade was playing. Yeah, to be honest. Sure. But uh, with him out, it's like, come on, like please, guys, please. So let's see. Oh, I thought I, I actually put we all three said they would beat the Bucks. I was like, wait, we did not say that, right? Uh, so in these next seven games, kind of seems like we're expecting two and five, if not three and four. So let's say, let's be positive, say it ends up three and four and they would be 10 and 16. Mm. That's still a nasty record. That's a really nasty nasty record. I don't know how to explain it, but seven and twelve sounds a thousand times better than ten and sixteen. Did you see what our game is um, coming back from the road trip? I I was gonna say let's not even like I I didn't <laughs> want to venture that far, but after that road trip, it's uh, three straight home games: Celtics, Nuggets, Wizards. Um, that's that's, that's nasty. Rough. That's and then, a, and then that's we got a tough thing. Oh, and then God, why why are our first games against first two games against the Suns this year both in Phoenix? Ugh, that's disgusting, honestly. Um, Then we play Sacramento, who's playing well. I don't hate our stretch to end the year, though. Um, Donnie, will we make it to that stretch? I mean, that like, (laughs) you don't hate our stretch to end the year? Us or the team? I'm... I'm here. Here, I put me on the injury report for doubtful for for, uh, January 2nd in Charlotte. Uh, That's... That's a sad game. Oh man. <laughs> so Oh God. So yeah, that's what's coming up for the Lakers. It's gonna be a brutal stretch. I but, but if they win these games, like they'll show a lot. Like So here's what's to... gonna happen. Just, just based on the timing of when we record this podcast and what usually happens early in the week, here's what's gonna happen in a weird twist twist. We're going to beat the Trailblazers. Uh-oh. Lakers are going to beat the Bucks because I'll be there. And then they're going to lose against the Wizards. 
That's the spirit, Donnie. That's that's you know that's what, Donnie. I would take that. I would like the you would take the that? ratio. The ratio on that, like I would hundred percent take that. Beat the Bucks. Show that you know there's enough of a solid team in here to put forth a type of game that would beat such a regular season machine like Milwaukee is. And then yeah, if you lose against Washington, things go wrong here and there. Like I can I can live with that. I can't live with losing against Portland, getting trounced in Milwaukee, and then getting <laughs> some win in, and then getting some win in Washington. Like that's the one where like I, I can't live. With. Like, oh, I'll be ecstatic if tomorrow. they, I'll be ecstatic if they beat Washington. No matter what happens in the uh, two prior games here, here we'll close on this. So, looking at the schedule, well, us three or four, of course, got to figure out our personal schedules. But it kind of seems like we could maybe record next Monday. If the Lakers somehow beat Trailblazers, Bucks, and Wizards, I know how Raj is going to be feeling on Monday. But I'm going to hold him accountable, and I'm going to play him the clip of him talking about uh, our chances against the Cavs because I know if that happens, Raj is going to be thinking, Cavs? Cavs? Lakers are beating the Cavs down, man. Mm -hmm. I would never say the Lakers would lose against the Cavs. (laughs) We beat the Bucks. We're recording on Saturday morning. Like that's, <laughs> that's definitely happening. Hundred percent. I'm gonna force all of you into it. I don't. I, I can. Don't hey, if we if we beat the Bucks, I might have to. I'll I'll be driving home almost immediately after the game. Might be might be a uh, little I-94 uh, mid <laughs> mid drive spaces, just screaming, hooting and hollering. Um, man, that would be that would be very fun. That'd be very fun. I would love to spend some money and see it see a Lakers win, but. We will see. We'll start with what they do against the Trailblazers. Uh, if you're listening to this, that game is tonight. Um, we will be back recording. We'll see. Maybe next Monday uh, in advance of the Cavs and Raptors back-to-back next Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, until then, thank you guys very much for listening to the podcast. Hoping for uh, weekly pods moving forward all the way to the end of the season. Let, give, let, let us get a little Thanksgiving break, all right? Uh, more content on the website and on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter while it still exists. Uh, check all that out, and we will see you guys next time.